The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. A lot of stuff to give out today, including some more tickets for Dirk Bentley, who's coming up to Billings this Saturday. Ashley McBride, one of the openers for him. She got a couple of uh, CMA nominations, as I often do when we're sitting here in the morning. I'm looking at stuff for our music, music segment, and uh, there's a website called Saving Country Music that is not happy that Zach Bryan didn't get any nominations. Zach Bryan? Zach Bryan. Who in the hell is Zach Bryan? Um, I know Luke Bryan, and I know the Zach Brown band. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, they're right about one thing. We get the same names we see every year pretty much recycled over and over through the same categories. Zach Bryan's album, American Heartbreak, continues to be the second biggest title in all of country music, only behind Morgan Wallen's Dangerous Blockbuster album. Uh, this says he's been the number one songwriter in 2022 for 12 weeks. I didn't know there was a chart for songwriters. I like this for album of the year. One of the, uh, no, not album. A surprisingly weak field. We'd like to know whose leg is Old Dominion humping to get their album nominated nominated uh old dominions in there for time tequila and therapy and folks you got to remember too award shows are political to a certain extent you got your big stars who are going to get their due but the people like midland your record company your managers your producers you better be in there shaking hands at those events where everybody's dressed up and trying to get people's votes because that's how it works similar to broadcast awards they don't just listen to every radio station and pick a winner every year you have to apply for those I'm critical of the TV stations because what happened in radio has happened to TV now. And they're just trying to trying to get by with just a skeleton staff of reporters while still trying to put out this image of what a powerful news organization they are. And uh, neither Q2 or Color 8 sent anybody out to the fire yesterday. But Q2 did do a nice story on Major Dan Miller. Miller turned 90 yesterday and they interviewed him and uh, Dan worked with us up here for a number of years, and just one of the really one of the really good ones, one of the great guys we've worked with. And he'll still occasionally stop by. He gets here about the time we do. In fact, he's a little upset if he beats us to work. Yeah. <laughs> Major Daniel George, I'm good for another ninety years plus. Miller, yes he is. Yeah, but, yes he is. Yeah, good guy. Too bad his full time shift didn't last as long as the flakes. True. You know, so he's second now. Give him some crap about that. But his extended career, Mm -hmm. I got news for you folks. (laughs) You can have that one. It has lasted way longer than Mm -hmm. the Flakes' extended career is going to last. No. Yeah. Different animal these days. And Miller, one shift a week, raising a little hell about politics and playing songs you like. That's not a bad gig if that's what you want to do. And he's not doing it for the money. He's doing it because he loves it. Well, sure. Well, I think he started in, uh, I think he started full-time here in Billings in 59, I want to say. and I, I think they said he was 64 years on the air. Yeah, and f- lasted till about 86, and in fact, worked at the stations that, that this outfit, we took over. Right. Because, um, so, 20, what, 27 years, mm-hmm. um, which would put him second. Mm-hmm. But from then on, working weekends all that time, mm-hmm. you know, because he loved it. Uh, 
If you ever watched his Community 7 show, you know he's got a screw loose. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, good guy, though. 90. I call him every once in a while just to make sure his heart's still beating and, mm-hmm. you know, his blood pressure's fine. Cincinnati guy. There yeah. you go. Another. What is it with these Cincinnati guys and their longevity and dedication, Mark? Mm-hmm. And wanting to get the hell out of Cincinnati. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Humidity. Uh, well, on the Cat Country website, they got pictures of that fire yesterday. And then uh, there was a fire about a week and a half ago at Mount Helena. Burned 18 acres. They know where it started, but not how. Which is interesting because most of the fires in California the last few years have been power lines arcing, but not in Helena. And they think it was probably human-caused. Up in Great Falls, they got the people that started the Gibson Flats fire up there, and they are looking at $2 million in restitution. And folks, you want to help with fire season? Nut job starting fires when the weather's like this, when it's dry as it is? Make them pay. That'll help. Yeah. Not very often do they get somebody for that, but they do once in a while. That mm-hmm. guy, uh, that one fire up there by, I don't forget where it was. Now, of course, the government, they're not responsible. No. When the government started that fire in Helena, the Forest Service agent, the BLM, uh, the state lands, whoever it was up there, Forest Service, I think, and they did that prescribed burn, and they decided, folks, to do it anyway on a day when there was a red flag warning. Mm Mm-hmm. They burned those homes out. Remember that? And so the Forest Service people got together and they had a meeting. And the Forest Service people among themselves decided that they were not responsible or had any liability for the homes that burnt to the ground. And they set the fire. Right. And got away with it. That is bull. It is. Bull shaving. And they got away with it. They got away with it. You could smell the smoke today. When I left the house, it was 79 degrees. Jeez. And, uh, I had 71. Smoky as all hell, though. Oh, God, it, it almost smelled like my haystack was on fire. It was so smoky. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had 107 yesterday. That's why my air conditioning went out on my big tractor. Because <laughs> it was 107. If it weren't for bad luck, that's right. I'd have no luck at all. So I started working on that yesterday, and I had sweat dripping places where sweat should not drip and it was hot and i just all right you know what i'm shutting this one down and i'm gonna do something else good for you uh i went to a different outfit and i'll work on that later well the uh the smoke was thick enough yesterday i went home and hopped on the mower right when i got home and got done a little before noon and so it was just hitting 90 mm-hmm. at my place about noon and then then the smoke went away, and I had 103 at the house and 107 on the car when I picked my kid up from school. Mark's most important feature on that riding lawnmower? Nope, it's not the self-cleaning deck. Nope, <laughs> it's not the extra cushy seat. Nope, folks, it's the cup holder. The cup holder. Nothing makes mowing a yard better than a cup holder. Well, that's how you can tell it was hot yesterday. If it's so hot when I'm mowing that I'm not drinking beer, that's something. Mm, the cup holder. Mm-hmm. 
Did Kane Brown get any nominations for the CMA? Um, Probably New Artist of the Year because he's only been around about three years. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter how big of a breakout success you are. The CMA historically uh, won't make you an Entertainer of the Year nominee the first year. No, you got to work your way up. New Artist of the Year this year, Kane Brown, probably the Tiffany guy. No. Tim McGraw, Alan Jackson, and Brad Paisley. <laughs> New Artist nominees, Hardy. Hardy. Walker Hayes. Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson. New Artist of the Year, Mark. <laughs> See? Parker McCollum. Yeah. And Laney Wilson. Laney Wilson. Walker Hayes released his first single 12 years ago. 12 years ago. See? And you think I'm... Nuts when I talk about this stuff. New artist of the year. Mm. And you, you folks that like Chris Stapleton, do you think you should probably leave, be nominated for both song and single? No. I don't. No. No. Absolutely not. New disc jockey of the year, Dan Miller. <laughs> it might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Um, I'm not seeing any nominations for Kane Brown. Hmm. Well, that maybe his tickets are cheaper then. How about Morgan Wallen? Did they did they give him a nomination for album of the year? He's up for entertainer. What about album? Uh, his album was the best selling album of the year more in than, country. More, more than three million copies. Yeah. Not nominated. Not for album of the year. Can't no. do it. You know why? Because he said something back in third grade that was viewed as uh, racist, unethical, or something. Mm-hmm. So he won't get it. His his album, that double album was on the chart for, I don't know how many months and months. Years, in fact. Right. And in an era where the number one album sells 60,000 copies. Yeah. He sold 3 million copies with that. And it's a double album. Yeah. And if so, if he, if he was Garth Brooks, they'd make him change it to 6 million. Right. Because that's, right. that's what Garth did with his double live. The CMA Awards were the was about the only award show that had any sanity left, but they're losing it. Yeah. They're losing it. Hmm. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn nominated for vocal duo. Although Ronnie Dunn put out an album, but Brooks and Dunn didn't. Yeah, they didn't have an album together. Well, they're kind of short on that category. Well, vocal duo has always been uh, Brooks and Dunn, the Judds, Montgomery Gentry. Yeah. And that's it. They could have nominated us. Have you ever heard Mark and I sing Burning Ring of Fire <laughs> with a little Caribbean flair to it? There you go. Um. Yeah, well. Well, let's see what's going on in the news here. Uh, fires along the tracks as temperatures soar. Temperatures... Uh, uh, Billings Gazette, the temperatures had nothing to do with that fire of a stack of pallets that uh, caught on fire yesterday. The, the temperature had nothing to do with those pallets catching fire. Not one thing. Couple charged in connection with the fatal stabbing at North Park. Vanessa Marie Delaney and Christopher Adrian Brown in the death of Cody Wagner. A witness had video of the attack. This guy was sitting in the grass, and this brown came up and punched him in the face. The woman had the knife. Bled to death. Mm. 
said she didn't stab him with the intention to kill him, but she stabbed him four times. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one to defend. Mm, in the leg, the guy she was with has a no contact order with forbidding him to be with her. <laughs> It'd be interesting, folks. This goes back to what we talked about yesterday with these two. It would be interesting to go back and see first of all about their parents and the family behind them and also be interesting to see what their act scores were Mm -hmm. uh if they graduated high school and how they were moved through and what proficiency ratings they had when they got out and it would also be interesting to ask either one of them if they smoked pot and when they started Hmm? we would never do that we would never go back and try to find out the reason why they became what they've become. Yeah. Nope. No, we just dole out money uh, after the fact. That's what we do. So, got to be careful out there. This may come to a surprise to a lot of you folks out there, but not to these two folks in this control room after talking about it for over two years. CEO down at Riverstone Health is retiring. John Felton. Yep, going to retire the end of next year. Uh, retiring after only being there 11 years. 11 years he's going to retire. Hmm. Now, we talked, folks, about COVID-19 and all of the money that they have received. Nobody has seen the spreadsheets yet. Uh, nobody knows with the government influx of money from testing and this and that. Um, we don't know about bonus stipulations and contracts based Mm -hmm. on revenue, patient inventory. We don't know about any of that. None of that kind of stuff. But we do know that he's retiring. New man in charge, Jonathan Forte. He'll be the new incoming president of Riverstone Health. And automatically, that day, we'll have the right to shut down your business, close your hours Mm -hmm. of your store, determine how many people can work there, how many people can sit there, everything, immediately upon arrival. Not right. And not one vote. Not one vote. That doesn't seem right. No. Recently, the kids' playground equipment at Barkemeyer Park in Huntley was vandalized. Join the Roadside Event Center Friday, September 9th for their Art for Our Park fundraiser for new playground equipment. Enjoy an evening of dinner, auction, and live music from the Bucky Beaver Ground Grippers. Tickets are $75 and available at the door. If you only want to come for the live music, tickets are only $10 after 9 p.m. All proceeds go to Barkemeyer Park's Playground Fund. Doors open at 5 p.m. Friday, September 9th at the Roadside Event Center, 143 Northern Avenue in Huntley, You must be 21 or older. And it'll be interesting to see, folks, if John Felton, the CEO of Riverstone Health, who cared so deeply about our community, remains here after he retires. Or will he move somewhere else? All the stuff they told us that we learn now was not true about the disease and about masks and all of that stuff. Now, keep in mind, they did do some good. I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due, Mm -hmm. but the infringement upon individual rights and freedoms should never have been violated. And he was taking marching orders from someone somewhere, no doubt about it. 
Just like the TV stations take all their marching orders from their affiliates and wouldn't cover the Joe Biden scandal, the laptop, all the information. But boy, they covered all the fake Russian uh, dossier, uh, all the, the, the Russian involvement in the Trump campaign. They covered all that wall to wall, nonstop, 24 hours a day. And it was all false. We had all the information that was all true, and they wouldn't cover it. That's right. So all the stuff that was fake, made up, false, they covered round the clock for two years. Tried to impeach a president on that. All the stuff that was true, they didn't give it the time of day. And now what do we know? We know they were all involved. We know the FBI was involved. We know that social media... Mark Zuckerberg admitted FBI said, hey, you, you, you keep the lid on that. Yeah. CNN executive had to quit and resign because he told them, we're not covering this. There's no way we want to do it. We all know that now to be true. Yeah. Where's the retraction from KTVQ here in Billings on that? How we let the voters down? Hmm? Nothing. Don't hear anything about that. Never will either. Never will. Same thing. With all of their things about masking that we know about masking now, waste of time. Rated T for total waste of time. Um, all the things we learned about the vaccines that they all carried the torch for. Look, you get the first COVID shot, you can't get it, and you can't spread it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was an SOB because I told them they were wrong. The guy who invented the technology said that is wrong. That's not what it... They didn't care. No. And I was reckless. I was killing people. Remember, Phoebe? Remind, remember what's your ass? Remember, Josh? Mm-hmm. All turned out to be true. So people got the second one. People got a booster. People got the fourth one and still got it. Wore masks. Everything. Still got it. Still got it. As I wrote originally, did it lessen your chance of serious illness or ending up in a hospital? Yes. But they didn't sell it that way. And so anybody who was in entertainment or leisure recreation, while you had to shut down, you weren't even allowed to have more than 10 people at your home on Thanksgiving Day. Mm -hmm. Nope, because John Felton said, nope, tables have to be six feet apart. Right. If they were five feet, 10 inches, it was just too dangerous. But six feet, you were safe. Mm -hmm. Yep. People lost their business. Hundreds of thousands of mom and pop businesses for black and Hispanic people lost their businesses because of these racist Democrats that shut them down. Right? Right? I mean, that's the way you approach things now. Always point out the racist thing that's in there. Lost their businesses based on false science. Oh, well. Sorry. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry, guys. Although we got paid all the way through. Sorry. I'm retiring. So Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, I know it affected you. Sorry. Remember, we did our Restaurant Possible promotion. Remember that? Mm-hmm. To help those restaurants out? Yep. Sorry. Yeah, well, you just move on. Get your home down there in Boca Raton or someplace, Arizona. Whatever. Uh, we'll pay you till you're dead probably every day. And Sorry. Yeah, sorry you lost your little restaurant or whatever. Oh, well. Yeah, we made a mistake there. (whistles) What time's our tea time tomorrow? Sorry. Mm -hmm. And they go after restitution for people, you know, that 
accidentally may start a fire. People like that that did not accidentally ruin businesses and livelihoods, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Sorry. Sorry. And they can't get them back, and they won't get them back. Put their whole life into that. Their hard work, all their finances, all their money, lost it because of bad science. And because of one guy. Just think how many counties around the country that that took that, that happened in. Mm-hmm. Schools, look what we did. We saw the results a week or two ago. Proficiency in all these levels through, went down the toilet, folks. And, well, we have to stay away. Why? They're kids. They're not vulnerable. Yeah, well, uh, I've decided to do that. Sorry. So your kid graduates from school. He's got a fourth grade reading level after he gets out of the 12th grade. Can't do math. And they end up in North Park and they stab people. Or they do drugs or something. But the problem is we don't allocate enough money for programs. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Whenever the word sorry is used, it's too late. Yeah. Sorry means it's too late. That's what sorry means. And if you sorry that John Tester is a senator, I am. I tried to do everything I could because I knew what he would do when he got there. He's a little minion for Chuck Schumer. Everybody knows that. There's nothing Montanan about John Tester except his driver's license. He votes for all this bull crap. You know, they're broke under ass again. You know, our government's broke. Government's broke. They got to vote, folks, to keep our government open. Now, where's the story on KTVQ about, but wait a minute, we're supposed to have a surplus. We just passed the Freedom Reduction Act and the Stimulus Act and the everything else out your ass act that they passed that we're going to pay for and it's going to create stimulus money we hired eighty-seven thousand new federal employees by the way to go after your taxes what what happened to all of that and the government is broke and facing a shutdown again this fall now how can that be after everything that they've promised and yet matt rosendale brought it up steve danes brought it up we're broke we keep spending money nope and they broke us. They broke us. And they continue to break us and nobody cares. Biden yesterday, another proposal. This guy is drunk on on his own ego. Another proposal yesterday. You know, we don't we don't need folks, we don't even talk in hundreds of millions anymore. Hundreds of millions, the days of hundreds of millions of dollars. That's all gone. All gone now. Now we, we talk billions and trillions. Biden's request gets a cool reception. The Democrats want $47 billion in crisis funding. $47 billion. Lord. They want to help the Ukraine. Uh, you're too late. Oh, sorry. See, here we go. We knew Russia was going to invade the Ukraine six months before they invaded but we didn't do anything, did we? Sorry. Hey, those 13 people that were killed in Afghanistan because of Biden's surrender to the Taliban. Sorry. Sorry. And now look what they got. Sorry, women, children over there. Sorry. Uh, he wants more money to help Ukraine. 
and more money to tackle COVID-19. COVID-19. They spent trillions to tackle COVID-19. And guess what? All the stuff they told us, Joe Biden sat there in front of a microphone and said, the shot will cure it. He will take care of it. That's it. Remember the 4th of July, folks? I do. From last year, when we hit the 4th of July, and he said the battle against COVID is now over. Remember that right before the 4th of July? He was in six months. Over. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, then hell. Don't worry about it. Sorry. More money for COVID after we spent trillions. And monkeypox. Monkeypox. Now, why monkeypox? We know how to prevent monkeypox, don't we? Mm Mm-hmm. We know how to prevent it, but we know also what group of people monkeypox is prevalent in. And we know how it spreads. And yet Joe Biden won't call them out. Keep it in your pants. Refrain from any sexual activity for two weeks. And that's the end of monkeypox. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to ask people to do that. No. So you know what they want? They want billions upon billions of dollars for after the fact. We're not going to stop you from getting to the problem. We're going to wait till the problem occurs, and then we're going to try to come up with a solution that is the every answer to everything we do. We saw it with our city council the other night. We see it with our schools. We, we don't have, folks, how many millions of examples of this do you need so we're the kind of student we're putting out we don't have an educated student leaving high school not to the point they can't even pass an act test so you know what we've done mark we've eliminated those requirements to get into college there that fixed that problem didn't it folks isn't that the way to approach it that's a great way to approach it isn't it so we took the requirement away Now they can get in. They can still get the money. 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 That's the answer. You know what Harry Truman said? Show me a congressman that got rich while he was in Congress, and I'll show you a crook. Yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said. John Tester, worth $800,000 when he first ran against Senator Conrad Burns 12, 14 years ago. Worth $800,000. Now look at his net worth, 10 to 15 million in 12 years, making $160,000, of which, by the way, if you make that much, you're only going to take home about 100 right. if you're lucky. Yeah. So salary, $1.4 million or so. How did he get worth $10 million in that short of time? I farm. I know he didn't get rich doing that. Show me a guy in Congress that became rich and i'll show you a crook harry truman Mm -hmm. so true money so they want to spend 47 billion now covid monkeypox and natural disasters the the government our united states government folks runs out of money october 1st or we risk a federal shutdown we risk a federal shutdown you know what joe biden just did He just gave all federal employees across the board, all 4 million of them, a pay raise two weeks ago. 
Recently, the kids' playground equipment at Barkemeyer Park in Huntley was vandalized. Join the Roadside Event Center Friday, September 9th for their Art for Our Park fundraiser for new playground equipment. Enjoy an evening of dinner, auction, and live music from the Bucky Beaver Ground Grippers. Tickets are $75 and available at the door. If you only want to come for the live music, tickets are only $10 after 9 p.m. All proceeds go to Barkemeyer Park's Playground Fund. Doors open at 5 p.m. Friday, September 9th at the Roadside Event Center, 143 Northern Avenue in Huntley, you must be 21 or older. We didn't have the money. No. Gave them a pay raise. I, I can't remember what it was. It was between 4 and 6%. All federal employees, all of them, 4 million voters, most in Washington, D.C., all support them. A pay raise. Now, we're out of money. That's what, that's what our company did. Our company was broke, out of money, tanking, and they gave Mark and Paul a pay raise. No. <laughs> said no company ever. No. Companies don't do that. Individuals don't do that. But if the companies do well, then they do it. If our federal government was saving money and they were adding money into our coffers, guess what they should get? A pay raise. Right. And keep in mind, folks, that pay raise, you get it in the butt twice. Because you're going to have your taxes have to pay for that. And when they retire, their retirement's just gone up. Right. Because it's based on the last years of their salary. But we're out of money. (laughs) October 1st, we go broke. So, the first thing we do is we ask for another $100 billion for monkey pox and pay raises and COVID and all that kind of stuff. Who in the hell is running that place? And yet you can tell this to all these mind-numb robots out there who are progressives and liberals and care only about whether we burn fossil fuels or not, and they have no clue what's going on. Mm-mm. Oblivious to the real world. And when it all comes crashing down, as long as they say, as long as they say sorry, remember what I said, sorry means too late, it's okay. Forest Service, sorry we burned all those homes down years ago. Sorry. Well, well, don't worry about it. You ruined my home, my livelihood. I lost everything, but don't worry about it. Sorry. Sorry should come first. Sorry should be coming from all the libs that voted for this guy to start with. And everybody else that is spending us into oblivion. I'm sorry that I supported Republicans in the past who weren't fiscally responsible. Sorry. More spending. Mitch McConnell, he needs to go. He's just as bad. And how are they going to do that? Hmm, let's see. Let's see how you want to want an example how Washington works, folks. 47 billion in funding to help the Ukraine tackle COVID-19, cap and help uh, with monkeypox and natural disasters. Hmm. Now, let's see if I can put two and two together here. Let's see here. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Republican from the state of uh, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And what state, just a month or so ago, suffered some of the worst flooding that they've ever had in their state history? Oh, let's see. Mm, uh, that would be Kentucky. That's Mitch McConnell's state. Oh, well, Joe Biden put in there a couple billion dollars for natural disasters and they're trying to get mitch mcconnell's support i wonder how that all worked out hmm so you know you know what's gonna happen there folks you know how this game works 
I'm just a dumb farmer from the outside looking in, though. Um, so don't rely on me for anything. But this is how it works. It's how it works. You've reached the end of your session on e-edition. All right, <laughs> screw you. Then I'll click out of it. But we pay the price. We pay the price. All the hardworking people that they say they stand for. Yeah. Yeah, they stand for us, don't they? They sure as the hell do. They get theirs first. They dole out money. That's where they get their power. They're big donors. We're talking about, here's another one. School safety today becomes a partisan issue. Why? Why is that a partisan issue? Shouldn't be. Oh, but it's a power thing. Just like school district two, we offered them metal detectors. They don't want them. We have metal detectors. Folks, can you give me another morning show radio guys in the United States that has set up a a metal detector program for schools within a hundred mile radius of their area. Can you give me one that cares? No, you no. can't. That's a solution. Greg Abbott and other Republican leaders around the country announcing 105 million for school safety initiatives. Half of that is slated for bullet resistant shields for the school police officers. And 17 million was for districts to purchase panic alert technology, panic alert. Panic alert. So when the shooter or somebody gets in the school with a weapon, they have panic alert technology. Once again, mm-hmm. sorry. How many shootings, folks, have there been on airplanes in the last 10 years? How many? Hmm? None. How can we keep hundreds of millions of passengers safe every year and we can't keep our school children safe? We could. That's a great question. And what it happens, we're sorry. Yeah. We put flowers up. We have families that have been destroyed, and we say we're sorry. Sorry means what? We're too late. $2.6 million of that will go to increased training for our classrooms and resource officers. That's great. They want to raise the age of buying weapons around the country. We know that doesn't work. That's more government control. Sorry. California has the nation's, some of the nation's toughest gun laws there in Chicago. New Jersey Democrat Governor Phil Murphy, he signed legislation. This will fix it. It's requiring their state's 600 school districts to set up an assessment team aimed at stemming the violence in the school. <laughs> assessment team, meaning what? More employees? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they'll all be unionized school employees. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want to teach this, how to play dead? Assemblywoman Pamela Lampett said during a hearing in June. Why can why? Hello, all you people. We can secure your building. Right. Never an answer. We can secure the Metro Park before a concert. We can secure your airplanes. We can secure the federal courthouse. Mm-hmm. We can secure the stadium. That hosts the Dallas Cowboys every time. Yeah. There's one thing we can secure, though, because we haven't figured it out, and that's a school building with a couple doors. Sorry, because it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. All that money for everything except for the main thing that they need, mm-hmm. secured entrances and a safe environment within the school 
can be achieved. And why won't they do it? And why won't you answer us? And uh, I don't get it. What would happen if the airlines approached security the same way that schools do? We're going to train everybody on the airplane uh, what to do, mm-hmm. how to play dead, uh, that kind of thing. They don't do that, do they? No. No, they secure it. Everything is secure. And Folks, we're talking about millions of people every day. Tens of millions and they can secure it. You're talking about 80,000 people that can go in to Texas Stadium within two hours mm-hmm. secured. Yeah. But we're talking about school buildings that have a couple hundred kids in them. We can't do it. It's not that we can't. It's we won't. Exactly. Because we could. And some of those people they're talking about hiring, mm-hmm. one of those guys could be in charge of man in the metal detector. Yeah. Remember that word, folks. Sorry. Sorry means late. The border. I see today in the paper again, another huge fentanyl bust killing 3,000 a week. Sorry. We could secure that border. Mm -hmm. We were on our way. The last president started it. Nope, can't do that. So we're losing 3,000 people a week. Sorry. Too late. Too late. Uh, And it's too late because you voted two years ago for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you keep voting that way. And, uh, oh God, look at the time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, we're we're just late. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat, it's where it's at.